0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stefan Schmelz. The Voyages of Dr. Duditl. By Hugh Lofting. Part One, Chapter 13. A Traveller Arrives. The next day I was sitting on the wall of the doctor's garden after tea, talking to Dub-Dub. I had now learned so much from Polynesia that I could talk to most birds and some animals without a great deal of difficulty. I found dub a very nice, old, motherly bird, though not nearly so clever and interesting as Polynesia. She had been housekeeper for the doctor many years now, well as i was saying the old duck and i were sitting on the flat top of the garden wall that evening looking down into the oxenthorpe road below we were watching some sheep being driven to market in puddleby and dub dub had just been telling me about the doctor's adventures in africa for she had gone on a voyage with him to that country long ago suddenly i heard a curious distant noise down the road towards the town it sounded like a lot of people cheering I stood up on the wall to see if i could make out what was coming presently there appeared round a bend a great crowd of school-children following a very ragged curious-looking woman what in the world can it be cried dab-dab the children were all laughing and shouting and certainly the woman they were following was most extraordinary she had very long arms and the most stooping shoulders i have ever seen She wore a straw hat on the side of her head, with poppies on it, and her skirt was so long for her it dragged on the ground like a ball train. I could not see anything of her face, because of the white hat pulled over her eyes. But as she got nearer to us and the laughing of the children grew louder, I noticed that her hands were very dark in colour, and hairy, like a witch's. Then all of a sudden dub-dub at my side startled me by crying out in a loud voice <makes noise> why it's chee-chee it, come back at last how oh, how dare those children tease him i'll give the little im something to laugh at <makes noise> and she flew right off the wall down into the road and made straight for the children squawking away in a most terrifying fashion and pecking at their feet and legs the children made off down the street back to the town as hard as they could run. The strange-looking figure in the straw hat stood gazing after them a moment, and then came verily up to the gate. It didn't bother to undo the latch, but climbed right over the gate as though it were something in the way, and then I noticed that it took hold of the bars with its feet, so that it really had four hands to climb with but it was only when I at last got a glimpse of the face under the hat that I could be really sure it was a monkey. Chi-Chi, for it was he, frowned at me suspiciously from the top of the gate as though he thought I was going to laugh at him like the other boys and girls. Then he dropped into the garden on the inside and immediately started taking off his clothes. He tore the straw hat in two and threw it down into the road. Then he took off his bodice and skirt, jumped on them savagely, and began kicking them round the front garden. Presently I heard a screech from the house, and out flew Polynesia, followed by the Doctor and Jip. Chee-chee! Chee-chee! shouted the parrot. You've come at last! I always told the Doctor you'd find a way. How ever did you do it? They all gathered round him, shaking him by his forehands, laughing and asking him a million questions at once. Then they all started back for the house. "'Run up to my bedroom, Stubbins,' said the doctor, turning to me. "'You'll find a bag of peanuts in the small left-hand drawer of the bureau. I have always kept them there, in case he might come back unexpectedly some day. And—wait a minute—see if Dab has any bananas in the pantry.' Chichi hasn't had a banana, he tells me, in two months. When I came down again to the kitchen, I found everybody listening attentively to the monkey who was telling the story of his journey from Africa. End of chapter 13